It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Now, I made it to Tuesday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Tuesday, March 21st. You know the Reds play in nine days? A real game? Major League Baseball. Might as well start talking about it because, Scoots, we got no basketball to talk about. Unfortunately. It's been a while, buddy. How was your week long without me? (laughs) Your long week without Johnny Love. It was good. It didn't last long enough. Thank you. Um, Thank you. That hurts a little. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. No, I missed you. It it wasn't any fun doing a a show Wednesday or Thursday, and then I was ready to do a show Friday, and you, of course, were sick. So that was a big bummer. But glad to be back today. I told Gary yesterday. Digestive issues. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, say no more. Here's what I did. Thursday. Wife's out of town. Okay? She left Wednesday, came back Saturday. I thought, this is the perfect time to go to Indies and get 18 spicy wings (laughs) and uh, five uh, potato wedges, which are also spicy. Did you eat it all in one sitting? Not in one sitting. Okay. But it was all gone Thursday evening. (laughs) By, By the end of the night, it was gone. And by the middle of the night, I was awake. And not in a good way. <sighs> Live and learn. 59 years old, Scooter, still learning things. M&M Cartage Hotline's open, 502-384-1450 to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. That's the last of the digestive talk. We'll uh, get to sports. M&M Cartage Hotline open, 502-414-1450. If you're looking for an icy, cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, Right now, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents at Thornton's. You heard it, 89 cents. So come in today, grab a fountain drink from your friends at Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Rick Bozich, Fox 41, WDRB.com, will join me about 15 minutes. We'll talk uh, all things NCAA tournament. Rick's a huge baseball fan, so we'll uh, get to that as well. Try to uh, figure out who's going to uh, do well in the World Baseball Classic tonight, along with the Major League Baseball season. As I said, we are less than two weeks away, barely over a week away, from Major League Baseball officially getting underway. And we've got no men's basketball teams left in the tournament locally. We've got only one women's basketball team, as the Indiana Hoosiers Upset by Miami last night. Boy, who's your fans hate the Canes right now? We're not going to talk about those games, are we? Uh, just sl- sh- for a second, because I got to give the score. Miami beat Indiana 70-68 to last night. Uh, they Nine seed knocks off the one. This is the first time in the women's tournament since 1998 that two number one seeds have been knocked out in the first weekend. That is crazy. It's it's women, unlike the men, it's not a parity game, right? South Carolina is always good. Connecticut is always good. LSU, Baylor, um, you can throw some other teams in there as well. Number one seeds. Stanford is always good. They got knocked off. But Indiana was new to the number one role here. Grace Berger, Mackenzie Holmes, terrific team. I thought when they came back, got the game tied late, they were going to win it, but uh, just not meant to be last night. It's funny because I never fill out a women's bracket. And you did. I did this year, was feeling so confident. Not a jinx. Already lost two of my Final Four. Which I'm going to guess are Stanford, <laughs> Indiana. Correct. 
Louisville women were unbelievably impressive last night. Best they've played all year. They go into Austin. They beat Texas, the four seed, 73-51. to And it was hard to find any fault. And Jeff Walls would, would tell you after the game, hard to find any fault last night. They played great defense. They were efficient offensively. They made shots. They rebounded. If they play like that every game, and nobody does, but if they do, look out. And here's the break. They got Ole Miss now, who upset Stanford. So you get an eight seed up in Seattle coming up over the weekend. Uh, Jeff Walls is taking this little, they always get to the Sweet 16, it feels like. Are they back? It's been no, a down year. You didn't, think, you didn't think they would get to they're this They're back point, for one game. Yeah, That's an impressive win. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to say it. And, you know, when this tournament rolls around, usually we talk about this on the men's side, but this is the case in the women's game as well now, I think. When you're playing well at the right time, that is the difference maker. Everybody goes through um, tough times except South Carolina. Everybody has struggles. Even UConn has had struggles. They're a two seed this year. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, they play like that. They are a tough, tough out. And you get this is the break you get, right? Along the way, everybody has to have a break. Look at Alabama in the men's tournament. Look who's coming to Louisville this week to challenge Alabama. San Diego State, Princeton, and Creighton, not Arizona, not Baylor, not Virginia, San Diego State, Creighton, and Princeton. Tickets are probably hard to get. They are not going to be hard to get. (laughs) I got my press credential uh, authorized today. Nice. So now I have to go. That's Um, why I didn't apply. I I don't blame you. I didn't want to have to go. The more I think about it, I think, oh, I got to go down there Thursday, pick it up. Uh, they got open practices Thursday. I'm not going to have I'm going to walk in, pick it up, and leave. And then I'm going to get there five minutes before the first game on Friday night because just <laughs> not in, not excited about it. I do want to see Alabama live in person. Yeah. I do. Uh, but that San Diego State game, that could be that could be 90 to 40, or it could be 52 to 51. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. We have no idea. What do you think about uh, – let's start with Purdue. Oh, I loved it. I know you I loved it. I loved it. No, it was awesome. I, How does Zach Eady not get a shot in the last nine minutes? Exactly. I was telling you off hey, air, I, I appreciate any number one team losing just because it's been such a rarity over the years. We, I mean, that's only the second time we've ever seen it. But, yeah, Purdue, it happening to them made it a little more sweet. But, yeah, I'm with you. I was I was sitting there screaming at my TV. Like, you have a seven foot four dude pass him the basketball. And you had freshman guys jacking up three. Fair, you got Fairleigh Dickinson. They are the smallest team in all of Division One basketball. Yeah. And you don't pass it to your seven foot four guy? What? By the way, Fairleigh Dickinson coach Tobin Anderson off to, wait for it, Iona. Good for him. I don't think good that's for a him. good move. It's not a good move, but good for him. You're going from a – now, he didn't win his conference. He didn't win his conference tournament. But he still got in the tournament because Merrimack was not eligible. Maybe he sees the writing on the wall with Merrimack. I guess. I guess. Maybe that's it. But you're going from a one-bid league to another one-bid lead, and you're following a legend in Rick Pitino at Iona mm-hmm. who got that. In his three years there, they got to the tournament twice. I think they won over 60 games, 65 games or so. Look, maybe wait. 
Now, when you're these coaches of these small schools and you pull that upset, this might be your only chance to get that next step job. But I'm not sure how is the next step. Well, it may be when it comes to his paycheck. I'm sure it is when it comes yeah. to his paycheck. Um, Rick Pitino made it official yesterday. We all knew it was coming. Uh, again, now he's at another job that's the last one he's ever going to take. I think that's the third time that's happened. Did he say that? Uh, he said it at Iona. I think he said it at Louisville. So this will be the third last job I'm ever going to take. Now, Louisville, he didn't leave on his own. Let's be fair. Uh, but he goes to St. John's. You got a small campus, inner city campus. I'm not sure. Look, <laughs> he didn't want to go to Texas. He, we talked about this. I made light of the fact that I was going to down that hill. He was going to Texas. Well, Texas is still in the tournament, so he's not going to Texas. Texas Tech was open. And I thought maybe that's the move. There's a lot more campus. There's a lot more uh, basketball facilities, a lot more money, I would think, in the program, Big 12 program. But he probably wanted to be close. He's 70 years old. Got a six-year deal. He'll be 76 when uh, the contract runs out at St. John's. That's not That's not young. That's still younger than Bayheim and Laranega. <sighs> and Laranega's still dancing. He is. Unbelievable. I don't like the move for Patino. I wish he would have held out a little bit longer because I would have really loved to see him go back to Providence. Yeah. And he could have had that he opportunity. He could have probably had that job. George, uh, Why is that job open? Ed Cooley signs with Georgetown. Is that a good move? No. It's a lateral move. I don't even know if it's lateral. Georgetown has not been good since John Thompson was roaming the sidelines. And I'm not talking about John Thompson Jr. or the third or whoever it was. John Thompson, uh, a legend, legendary. Patrick Ewing didn't get it done. None, nobody got it done at Georgetown like John Thompson, and I'm not sure they'll get it done uh, under Ed Cooley. Providence is a better program right now. He's the first one to coach Georgetown that's not part of the Thompson tree. That's good. That's a good number. That's a good pull there, mm -hmm. Scoots. That's why I keep you on staff. <laughs> but I don't, again, Providence, Georgetown, you're in the same league, and – Right now, the better program and the more respected program, quite frankly, is Providence. But why but, is but that? He, because of be, recent success? Well, yes, and it's because he's a good recruiter. And I think that's what Georgetown is getting. They want, it, they want to get players in there. Ed Cooley should be able to get – but Patrick Ewing couldn't get players. Yeah. Patrick Ewing is a Hall what? of Famer now. Yeah. Everybody knows who, who Patrick Ewing is. Yeah, I just think Georgetown's the better job. I do. So here's the question. When FAU loses this weekend, where does their coach go? Texas Tech is still open. Providence is now open. Probably Providence. Uh, Fairly Dickinson. Or maybe Princeton's coach. What about Fairly Dickinson? Leave, do you leave Princeton? <laughs> He's not going to FDU. <laughs> do you leave Princeton? I don't know. That guy seems pretty happy. He, he Watching him on the sidelines has been a blessing this this tournament. He just, every time his team splashes a long three. What's his name? I don't, I don't know his name, but every time he they hit a big shot. He played when they beat UCLA in the tournament, which he, is so cool. He's a big smiler on the sidelines. You can just tell he's just happy, enjoying it. Uh, how about your boy Eric Musselman? <laughs> Losing the shirt again. Clown or just fun, just having fun? Because That's, he's done it before. Yeah, it's tough for me. It's I, sort of his thing now. He falls in the middle for you me. You know how old he is, by the way? How do you think um, uh, he is? Early 50s. 58. Really? 
pretty good shape for 58. And I think that's what he wants to show people. He made a good selection with his watch. And and I tell you what, I don't mind watching Arkansas games when they're going to show uh, Mrs. Muscle. Yeah, she's she's a looker. She's she's well well constructed there. <laughs> and uh, look, look, I'm 58. I'm not taking my shirt off. I'm 59, actually. Wait, you and Musselman are the same age? That's wild. He's uh, one year younger than me. He looks 12 a lot of times. And he whines like a little baby. But what a win over Kansas. That is an impressive win because it didn't start out well. Uh, Bill Self not being on the sideline, I don't think that affected anything, really. Kansas still played pretty well for most of that game. They just got outplayed at the end by Arkansas. Just a reminder, I have Arkansas in my Final Four. No big deal. (laughs) Yeah, no biggie. (laughs) Uh, I, my final four, uh, who did I have winning it? Gonzaga, I think. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Gonzaga, I had Gonzaga, Alabama. And the, when I saw the bracket, I thought Alabama's got the easier path than any of these number ones. And it turns out Alabama's got an even easier path because Arizona was apparently overrated. I thought Virginia was beatable all year long. Uh, Baylor got injury problems. Creighton's playing well. All right, let's don't discount Greg McDermott's team because they had that run in the middle of the season. I think they lost six in a row. Uh, had a good start to the season, good finish to the season. And they're playing very well. They looked good against Baylor the other day. Texter says, John and Scooter, when Rick Pitino was offered St. John's job, do you think he even spent 15 seconds, oh, that's not funny, deciding whether to transfer or stay at Iona? The old 15-second Rick Pitino joke. It never goes away. All right, we'll talk about all of this uh, NCAA stuff with uh, Rick Bosich after the break. Cam Newton's throwing at Auburn's uh, Pro Day today. Did you see this? He wants to be back in the NFL. He's good, 33. Good luck. good luck to him. Uh, he might want to throw for the XFL. Yeah, I'm not sure he's ready to come back in the NFL. We'll talk about golf today. I'm very sad about golf today, and I'll tell you why. And um, the World Baseball Classic tonight. Japan and USA. I will be watching. Also, movie talk. All that and more coming up. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Hit me up on the text machine, 414-1450. Texter says, uh, we knew Virginia was not very good when Louisville played them close. That's just, again, mean-spirited. Yeah, I was not on Virginia all year. And to be fair, I'm going to be honest, I I haven't been on UCLA all year. Now, UCLA is top 25 in offensive and defensive efficiency, so that's one of those stats that everybody looks at. I just don't believe in them. I'm probably wrong. They'll probably beat Gonzaga this weekend. Uh, let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. Bring in Rick Bosich, WDRB.com, Fox 41. How's travels today, Rick? I'm home. I got home at 10 o'clock last night. We left at 9 in the morning. Oh, Greensboro? Got- Greensboro or Albany? Where did you go? Uh, I was in Albany. Okay. It was in Albany. It's a 13. It's an easy 13. An e- <laughs> <laughs> How much did you drive? Do you spend uh, You know, on the way up, I probably drove five or six hours. On the way back, I only drove like three and a half. In 20- Dalton Godby is younger. Dalton is younger, yes. 
Well, in 2012, I went to uh, uh, New Orleans for the Final Four, and I drove the whole way and the whole way back with two other guys because I, because I, I wanted to. I, yeah, because I got this thing. I don't let people drive my car. Oh, uh, okay. Really bizarre, well, right? Uh, no, almost, I know, I know other people like that, but this is a station car, and Dalton was fine letting me drive. And it was windy yesterday. <laughs> I took over. I don't remember where it was. Like maybe. Buffalo, and I think I got us to Columbus. So I think I did like three, three and a half hours, I think. I'm going to give myself self-credit. He did the first four. I did three and a half, and he did the rest of the way. Well, that's all I wanted, so I appreciate you joining me. Well, thank you. Uh, Indiana? Back to the AAA hotline. (laughs) AAA hotline. What what happened? Uh, When Indiana took the lead early second half, I thought, okay, here we go. They got this. And what happened? You know, um... I think they went away from the main part of their offense. They took a couple shots out of the offense. Um, they did a terrible job on the defensive backboards. Yeah. Miami had 19 offensive rebounds, and Indiana had 20 defensive rebounds. Not blocking out, not running to the ball. Um, and I think Miami was just a quicker, more athletic team. They spread Indiana out and uh, looked for matchups, moved the ball, looked for the matchups against different IU players and drove the ball on them and scored it. I mean... Um, they, Indiana just couldn't guard them straight up enough times, you know, and, uh, then Indiana had two long spurts in the game offensively where they, they couldn't get much done. And at the end of the game, I thought they just sort of got defeated and, and gave up. People say guard, we hear guard play is the key in the tournament. Is that oversimplifying that game? Uh, it's not oversimplifying, but it's a high, it's a high, it's not the only factor, but it's a high factor. It's. You know, not only offensive guard play, but defensive guard play and controlling. You know, you, you got to control the other team at, at the point of attack and, and frustrate them and make them not get comfortable and feel like they can do whatever they want to do. Um, and for whatever reason, Jalen and Shafino, I don't think, played a great defensive game, and neither did Trey Galloway. And uh, Miami, I mean, Isaiah Wong was the ACC player of the year for a reason. He's really good. He'll be in the NBA next year. And they had another guy, I don't know, Miller, I think Jordan Miller was his name. Yes. He was like a small forward. He was he played the game of his life, I thought, and that happens in the tournament. So and Larry Nagy's a very good coach. I thought he outcoached Mike Woodson. Um he did a good job of making it Trey Jackson Davis didn't even get a shot for the first almost the first five minutes of the of the game. Uh and Larry has been good for a while. I think Miami was in the Elite Eight last year. I mean he he does a good job, and he does a, he's an underrated at finding guys. I mean, the guy who had like a million rebounds, who was almost first team All ACC, Norchut Omir, whatever it is. I mean, I look his he was at Arkansas State last year, and he's from Nicaragua. I mean, their coaching staff does a good job of finding dudes that aren't the guys that you know the 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 higher profile programs always focus on. I mean, that dude. He was he was a critical factor in the game, and they and they got Nigel Pack out of the portal from Kansas State and paid him eight hundred thousand dollars for two years. I mean, they they're doing things the modern way, and and they were rewarded for it. Well, can they beat Houston on uh, on Friday? They they can. I mean, I don't think they will, uh, but I, they can. I mean, Houston. It doesn't look like Sasser's going to be healthy. I mean, a groin injury is not going to heal in the short of time, and and I thought he played great in the second half of, of their last game. Um, he looked limited in the first half in the game before, so I would take Houston, but if Miami won, it wouldn't shock me again because 
you know, Laranega is a good coach, and uh, he's got a dude. Wong, I mean, I don't know how much you watch Wong. He's the kind of guy that could go off for 30. I mean, he's that good. Yeah, I've seen him in the Yum Center a couple times, and, of course, I've seen him throughout this tournament. Uh, yeah, he is a uh, he is a solid player. Where does Indiana go from here? Do they take a step backwards next year? You have to assume Hood Shafino's heading out, and, of course, Trace Jackson Davis is going to be gone. Yeah, I think it will be a step backwards. Um, what they need to do is at least make sure they make the tournament, not take such a significant step backwards that they don't even get in the tournament. But, I mean, they won't be second or third in the Big Ten, and, uh, it's all going to depend on what they can get out of the portal because at this point they only have two recruits coming in. They're both guards, and I don't think either one of them, you know, the kind of guy going to come in and excel from day one in the Big Ten. Uh, so they've got some lines in the water, uh, but the guys they're chasing in the portal, I think, are the kind of guys that like 25 programs are chasing. So we'll see how successful they are. Uh, did you consider staying in New York for one more day for the Rick Pitino presser? <laughs> you know, Rick and I bonded on Thursday and Friday, so I think we're good. He was very uh, pleasant. Uh, there was a few of us there from the, that he remembered from his back in days in Louisville, and he was, you know, fine. And um, I wish him the best in St. John's. It's, How unshocked uh, were you that he took this job? I was not shocked at all. Yeah. The only thing, you know, when I was there, I talked to. Uh, a bunch of the national guys and and and, and women, uh, Dane O'Neill, who uh, still communicate with Rick, and I felt like St. John's was most likely the choice. But there were a few guys at the New York papers that insisted that if the Providence job came open, uh, that he could consider that. But Hoops Weiss, who did Rick's book when he first came to UK, um, told me that he was almost certain it was St. John's because he wouldn't have to move. Uh, he could stay living on Wingsfoot and have a driver and get to the campus and, you know, depending on traffic, 30 to 45 minutes, and that was fine. And, you know, play games in the garden. And uh, he's, as, as Pat Forty wrote in his most recent column, every job's his most favorite job ever. <laughs> every arena's most favorite arena ever, but... You know, I think Madison Square Garden is on at least on the list of his most famous arena ever, and he'll have St. John's in the Garden, and he's got connections back to the Big East. He grew up, you know, early days of the Big East, so he'll yeah. be happy there. Yeah, but you're not playing every game in the Garden. You still got to play those on-campus games when the you the, do, you, know. you do. But they'll play more games in the Garden now that he's the coach, and if they start winning, they will. I mean, they won't play the. I don't think you'll play many of the non-conference games, but you know, he'll he's going to end up. He'll schedule, you know, now that he's at St. John's, he'll schedule somebody like Kansas or Duke, Duke yeah. or Carolina or, you know, somebody like that, Michigan or whatever, to come in there and play him, and he'll get it on TV. And he's a, promotion is not a problem for Rick Pitino. And, uh, <laughs> Never has been. Once they start, if they start winning, uh, New York, you know, gets on the bandwagon as fast as any place, and they'll tune into Rick Pitino. I'm sure he'll be on the back page of the tabloids. I haven't checked, but today he probably on the back page of the tabloids, and he likes that. Talking to Rick Bozich, WDRB.com. You can read all of his stuff there. It's great stuff. As always, all right, let's get to Kentucky. Uh, there are six seeds, losing to a three seed. Normally you don't think uh, too much into that, but this fan base is not happy with John Calipari. That doesn't matter, does it? He's not going anywhere. No, I don't think he's going anywhere unless he's going to get tired of the grumbling uh, because the grumbling isn't going away until they start doing better. 
Um, and I think, you know, we've, I think we've mentioned this, we've talked about it several times. I've always compared the Kentucky basketball job to the Notre Dame football job, and there's a, a shelf life. There's an expiration date. Uh, you know, we saw it with Tubby Smith. We saw it with Lou Holtz at Notre Dame. Rick Pitino left, I think, in part because he knew that's the way it was. And uh, Cal's past the expiration point, and the early days were so great that he's not going to ever be able to uh, replicate that. And uh, I don't think it's going to be a lot of fun for him uh, because he he doesn't seem to be able to um, develop teams, put together teams, build teams, uh, coach teams uh, that can compete at the highest level. And people are mad because, Obviously, three straight years uh, with what one NCAA tournament win. Now, is that what it is? That's and, correct. Uh, Alabama, Tennessee, and Arkansas have moved forward and play more fun style. At least Alabama and Arkansas play a more fun style of basketball, and Kentucky views itself as the number one basketball school in the country. And the fans aren't going to accept that. And I, I get it. I mean, I don't think they should accept it. Anybody come back from this roster? C.J. Frederick, Antonio Reeves would be my two guesses that might come back. But uh, anybody, Yeah, I think anybody? so. I don't know. Would Jacob Toppin come back now that he's got a national AT&T commercial? That was cool. That was cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Good for him. Uh, I w- Sheboy can come back, right? Can yes, come they back can home? all come back. They all can come back. Yeah, I don't think Wallace will. He'll go pro. I, I don't know. I'm not close enough to any of those guys to have any idea. I mean, um Maybe. I don't know if they feel like they have unfinished business. They have a great recruiting class. I'm not sure how many of them Calipari will encourage to, to, to come back because, um, you know, D.J. Wagner and Dillingham aren't coming to, to not play, you know, yeah. slowly break into the lineup. Uh, Reed Shepard might. I mean, I think he might have a different perspective on it, but those other two guys expect to play. And some of the other guys that coming in are expecting to play uh, the way Kentucky has always played freshmen. So, Roster management will be one of the first things that Cal has to figure out over the next month or so. Uh, how's your bracket? That's not very good. Well, nobody's I mean, is. I, I, yeah, I, know. I had Arizona winning it all, so I oh. lost that one the very first game. You listened to uh, Billis? Huh? You listened to Billis? Took Arizona? He picked, no, I thought he picked I thought he picked Gonzaga. I don't remember. Oh, I picked said. Gonzaga. Picked Come on. I got Gonzaga. I'm not um, listening to I have, uh, I have Houston still in. And I have UCLA still in, and I heard what you said about UCLA, and I, I understand that. And I had Marquette, and Marquette just got knocked out by Tom Izzo and Michigan State. So at this point, yeah, there's probably four or five teams left that can win it. I think the team that people are sleeping on that can win it uh, is Creighton. Um, if you believe in the analytics, they're pretty close in the top 20 in offensive and defensive efficiency. Yeah. Their record, record isn't great because they had a lot of injuries, Back in November and December, uh, but they got a nice team and they did well in the Big East. And they got a couple guys that can score, and they got a big guy, uh, so they'll be here, right? Aren't they playing Princeton? They are playing Princeton uh, nine o'clock, Alabama, nine Diego o'clock State. in Louisville. Yeah, yeah, right. We got Alabama okay. and San Diego State, and Princeton. We, and we thought we were going to get Alabama, Virginia, Baylor, right. and Arizona. Right. Didn't quite work out. I'm very disappointed, I'll be honest with you. Tickets will be uh, <laughs> easy to come by, I think, right? Yeah, I think Eric tweeted something yesterday that they've gone down 38% in the secondary market. Oh. I would think if they're really as all-in as they say they are, that Alabama should be able to own the arena. Cause I, they can I would get up think here so. in five or six hours. Creighton, I mean, Omaha's, well, we've driven this college rule series. That's 11 hours. That's doable. 
San Diego State, that's no, and Princeton. They've got a study in Princeton. Of, they, they're not going. That's right. They got, L, they got the LSAT coming up, and, or, the, or the MCAT. <laughs> they can't worry about this. One of my favorite videos this week was after Princeton won. They showed the Princeton campus, and there was nobody out celebrating. They, were, they weren't uh, burning any couches in uh, New Jersey. Their goal is to get on the Supreme Court or the U.S. <laughs> Senate, not, not to win the NCAA tournament. <laughs> uh, Matt Painter, uh, not in trouble, I guess, but should he be? Um, no, not Does that mean spirited on my, trouble, my account? He's got, I mean, it's a PR problem. I mean, he's not, uh, that's the kind of loss that stains your, you know, it's the stain on the tie for the rest of your career unless you do something. Uh, like Tony Bennett did. And, yeah. Like Tony Bennett did, but Tony Bennett's back on the, on the, you know, people are now, well, few people have said that it was a fluke that they won the national championship. It doesn't matter. They still have it. But yeah, I mean, for Painter to, to do this repeatedly, um, I think what it is, it's a wake up call to say, what am I doing wrong and why does this keep happening? And I think it's a really a wake up call for the entire Big Ten of like the Big Ten remains more than any other league, a team that's wedded to the idea of post players. Whether it's Zach Eady, Trace Jackson Davis, Hunter Dickinson, whoever you want to talk about around the league, and as as you mentioned early on, it's a guards game, and you gotta you, you gotta be better at the one, two, and three, and, and even four spot with guys who can shoot the ball and drive the ball and attack instead of always dump it down into the post, and that's what happened to Purdue. And um, I've said it many times since January that I. As much as, as I liked Matt Painter and thought that was a good team, I didn't think that there was any chance they could uh, win a national championship with those freshman guards. I mean, they just weren't good enough, and they weren't experienced enough, and uh, they they showed it over, really over the last three or four weeks of the season. And I know they won the Big Ten tournament, but Purdue did struggle down the stretch, and um, that's not a formula to win the game, uh, to win the tournament these days. you got to have you got to have guys who can really create their own offense. I saw your tweet. I know you weren't not upset that Kansas got beat, but uh, were you surprised that Eric <laughs> Musselman and Arkansas did what they were able to do against Kansas? No, uh, because he's a good coach, and he really, as much as anybody, I think he gets his guys to play hard consistently as much as any coach does. And, you know, like you, I saw Arkansas play in Maui, and when they beat Louisville, I thought, man, they got some dudes on this team. And they do have. They do they have dudes. Get drafted. Uh, Nick Smith was playing so hurt they, too. He didn't play much. Yeah, right. And when they, you know, when they play well, they I think they can play anybody. Play with anybody. Um, I don't think they'll get to the final four. But um, he's got guys, and he's a good coach, and he's a showman. Uh, obviously, the number one showman left in the tournament. So, you know, hat tip to him. And, and self wasn't even there. So that 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 was a factor. If Connecticut beats Arkansas, does Danny Hurley take his shirt off? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I hope Danny, not. He, first of all, doing that stuff too. No. Is he doing that stuff too? But no. why not? Um, you know, I saw Connecticut up close and personal in Albany. They're good. Yes. Uh, they got. They're a very aggressive team, uh, and they're at, they get the ball down the court fast, man. And uh, you know that that's going to be a fun game. Is that who Arkansas plays? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a fun game. That that should be a track meet. That'll be old style basketball. And uh, yeah, those are two little uh, rooster coaches, and they'll probably be chirping at each other the whole game. The fun games are in Vegas and uh, Kansas City. The non fun games are in Louisville and, and New York. Okay, so. so Kansas City, I know it's Houston and Miami, which I think Xavier, will be a fun Texas. Game. 
Xavier, Texas, Xavier, is Texas. underrated that's, that's game. And then, and then you're going to have Texas and Houston playing each other for a chance for the Final Four. That's a big deal. In Houston. Uh, yep. Final Four in Houston. Right. Uh, and I, then in is Vegas, is that Arkansas and uh, Connecticut, and then UCLA and Gonzaga? Correct. Yeah. No, that's, those are good games. That's fun. And it's Vegas. And New York is Michigan. Who's Michigan State play? Kansas State. And FAU and Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, Yikes. people aren't going to be lining up on at Penn Station again. That it's regional, no. I don't think. All right, World Baseball Classic. Who you got tonight? USA or Japan? It's been a lot of fun, by the way, to watch this thing. It has been a lot of fun. Uh, I got to go to the, with the U.S. Uh, that lineup is you know, unbelievable. They, they got a great lineup. Trout's playing well. Tim Anderson's played well. Um, Trey Turner's played well. Uh, yeah, I think they're. Schwarbers, you know, they're all into it, and they want to succeed, so they haven't gone through the motions. Which no, I, not at all. A lot of times I, I think in the spring training thing, like I worry about people are just doing it to do it or for promotional reasons, but the U.S. team has been very serious about it. So uh, what time is the game? Uh, 7 o'clock, FS1 tonight. Okay, I'll be, I'll be tuned in. Absolutely. Are you ready for baseball? We're a week away, just a little bit over a week away. Are you ready? Yeah, um, I'm ready. I'm ready for the White. I know about. I'm, I'm I'm ready for the White Sox. I need to come up to more speed on the on the rest of the American League and stuff. And um, well, you got time. Yeah, I mean, it's I think the first game is a week from Thursday or Friday, isn't that? Yeah, right? the Red, Reds playing nine days. I know that. Okay, so it's a week next from Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, are they home? Do they open at home? Is the way they, they do open at home? Yes. You know, we drove through Cincinnati last night. Uh, the lights were on at the ballpark, and we were wondering what was going on. The only thing I could think of was that they were testing the lights to make sure they all worked or something. I don't, I don't they, know what would have been going on there. Be there. UC doesn't yeah, play the, there, I don't think. The, the baseball stadium was uh, was lit up. Very Every light was on. They're having a good spring. I don't I don't know what to read into that. I, I guess nothing, probably. Where is Dela Cruz going to be here? Is he going to be in AAA or double, uh, AA or the I majors? Have do you know? no idea. No idea. No idea. No idea. Okay. But I will be watching. Rick, I'll see you this weekend, right? I'll see you Friday? Uh, I'll be there Thursday for the press conferences, and I'll be there Friday uh, for Alabama-San Diego State. All right, bud. Thanks thanks a lot. I appreciate it as always. You're welcome. Rick Rick Bozich, WDRB.com. You can read all his stuff there. See him and Eric a couple nights a week on Fox 41 News at 10 as they uh, talk sports. We'll come back with more. I got to talk about golf. I'm very upset. The uh, World Golf Championship match play, Dell Technology match play starts tomorrow. And I'll tell you why I'm upset after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Carnage. John Spears in studio. Final segment on this, I don't even know what day it is, Tuesday. Eminem Carnage hotline open, 384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your last-minute text into the show at 414-1450. Texter says, I know it might be a tough question, but out of the 16 men's team left, how many, how, okay, let me just start saying three, two, one. Out of the 16 teams left, 
Curious how many transfer portal players on those teams, just thinking the Hoosiers will be a team full of transfers for next season. Scooter, will the uh, Hoosiers dig deep into the transfer portal? Oh, he's on the uh, he's on the phone, and his mic's not working. But it's first day back, Scooter, after a week. Yep, I know. Uh, Texter says WBC semifinal games were great baseball, great crowds, clutch hits, lots of excitement. All the players on all the teams seem proud to represent their country. Well, I got a text on uh, Sunday night or Saturday night when the U.S. beat Venezuela from um, our friend Tony Burke, who will be with me in studio tomorrow. And it said, basically, boy, the Venezuelans are really celebrating until Trey Turner hit that grand slam. And he was right. They celebrate uh, differently in the Latin American countries when their country baseball team is doing well. Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Mexico, all of them. And, man, they were dancing, jumping up and down, and then Trey Turner hit the grand slam for the U.S. to give them the lead, and all of a sudden uh, they were not celebrating nearly as much. That was an awesome moment. It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, Trey Turner batting ninth in that lineup, by the way. Right. He's got three homers, I think eight RBIs in the last three games. Shows you how good it is because he's normally a leadoff guy. He got a guy making $35 million a year hitting uh, ninth. Uh, I'm a Cub fan, and I said in the offseason, they need a shortstop. I want Trey Turner. Now, they got Dansby Swanson, so – not a bad B plan, but, man, I really wanted my Cubs to get Trey Turner. He's a Philly. Phillies are going to be loaded, absolutely loaded. All right, let's go to the M&M Cards hotline. Bring in David. David, how are you today? Yeah, I'm doing just fine, John. Um, like I said, I really enjoyed your uh, interview that you just had with uh, Rick uh, Bosich. Rick's um, always great. I, He's always great. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. It seems like you and Rick Bosich have, have known each other for quite a while as far as, like, being at games and things like that, right, and media, you know, yeah, coverage. Yeah, we see each other uh, quite a bit. At the U- He's at all the L games, so uh, I go to a bunch of those. We see each other. We see each other at Derby time as well. So, uh, yeah, I always, always yeah. love hanging out with Rick. Yeah, Good I just dude. have to wonder. I just have to wonder with this uh, this uh, region, with Alabama coming, you know, for this region, I, I just have to wonder what the attendance is going to uh. be at the Yum Center. That's the thing I'm really concerned about because the city of Louisville really needs the – you know, whatever revenue we can get from this because, gosh, the, you know, Louisville, you know, season, like I said, the only night that I guess was the was the best for the Cardinals, you know, at, like I said, for at least the Yum Center anyway, was that uh, 2013 yes. celebration night. Yeah. And you would hope that the NCAA tournament somehow could have been, you know, you know what I'm saying, a strong showing. It seemed like the way they structured the tournament. You know, and if you had Tennessee coming in, Tennessee had some fans when when the when the regional was here the last time, right? When Purdue and Tennessee were here, Purdue had fans. Tennessee had fans. Oh yeah, Virginia had fans. And yeah. here, here's the thing: Virginia going Arizona. Okay, they get knocked out. They're the two seed. Right. They're not. I don't think they're going to bring a lot of fans. Same goes. Uh, Oregon didn't bring a lot of fans uh, when they were at the Yum Center uh, the last time it was played there. But right. Arizona not going to bring a lot. I didn't think Baylor would bring a ton of fans. Virginia is yeah. the one that really hurts. And when the brackets yes. came out and Kentucky and, and Indiana were not in the Louisville region, in the South region, oh, yeah. I thought, man, this is gonna, you, you, you're just hoping for good games. That's yeah. what you're hoping for, and they, they're not getting good games. We got 
Uh, Alabama's oh. a seven and a half point favorite over San Diego State, and Creighton is a ten point favorite oh. over Princeton on Friday night. So these they're just not good games where people are going to say, "Okay, I'm going to go down and plop down however much money, hundred bucks." To, yeah. uh, to watch these games on Friday night. It's just not going to happen. And when you watch the first round of the tournament on Thursday and Friday, there are a lot of those places that are almost empty. Oh, is that but right? It's, but, it's, yeah. but it's the middle of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. It's, it's a noon start or a 12-15 start, maybe a 2 o'clock start. The games in the West region, there were games that started at 10 o'clock in the morning. So they My could gosh. be on the yeah. East Coast mm-hmm. television. Um, yeah. So there weren't a whole lot of big crowds, but when you get to the regionals, the uh, the regionals, this the Sweet Sixteen and the Elite Eight, you expect to have great games and big crowds. You're not going to have great games, I don't think, at least not games that make people excited, and you're not going to have great crowds in, at the Yum Center. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I guess like I guess I guess like I said, many of the Alabama fans, I guess they'll be you know getting up early or those that you know maybe want to take the drive. I guess they'll get yes. up like just in the morning. Friday morning or some may travel Thursday night, depending on the plans for you know whoever wants to come and the airport just try to, should you know, make, hopefully the airport uh, Louisville International Airport should have deals on Thursday flying in yeah. from Birmingham. They should they should yeah. have deals because uh, oh okay yeah yeah they're not going just to they, they're not going to just but hope they, they, they can, should. You know, yeah, just hope that somebody can help us out from from Alabama as far as getting some fans here. Cause, Absolutely, uh, like you said, you're right. The Princeton fans will probably have to study. Yeah, they got to stay <laughs> right, they for their exam. They're not leaving Jersey, not for basketball. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you, David. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the call. No, sure thing. Sure thing. Sure. Yeah. No. I, you know, if you're a bit, if you're a college basketball fan, I think you can go down there without a ticket and get a good deal. On the, I don't want to call it the secondary market. It's the outside the stadium market. You know what I'm talking about, Scoots. You can go down there and you should be able to get really good seats at a really good price. Be a fun night. And, uh, you know, there's plenty to do down there. You can go to our friends at Birno's right across the street there or O'Shea's. Troll under the pub. Troll under the pub. Under the bridge. Under the bridge. Troll yeah. pub under the bridge. There are a lot you can do. Um, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see a big crowd showing up. All right, I'm mad about golf. I'm, yeah, I'm I, curious. Well, the WGC Dell Technology Match Play is, other than the majors, and really some somewhat more than the PGA or the um, British Open, I love the Masters. I love the British. U.S. Open and the, and, and the PGA Championship. Okay, this is my favorite event. Match Play is my favorite. I love the Ryder Cup. I love the President's Cup. This is the last year for the Dell Technologies match play. Mm. They're not having it anymore. I found that out when I was watching Golf Channel uh, Monday. I was like, what? This is the last one? And there's not going to be one next year. The schedule's already set, but they're looking for somebody. It's at Austin Country Club in, in Austin, Texas. Great venue. I've always wanted to go and just hang out and, and see it. Now that's not never going to happen because this is the last year. Very upset. Scotty Scheffler is your favorite, by the way. What a bummer. The brackets came out yesterday. The tournament starts tomorrow. Match play. You got 64 players in four-player four pods. They each, each guy in each pod plays the other guy Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The winners, whoever wins the pod, comes out for the final 16 
for Saturday and Sunday. And it's great. It's one-on-one. Did we ever talk about the PGA, LPGA event that they announced? That's going to be a lot of fun. No. Did you see about that? I have no idea what you're talking about. They're doing like a, a basically a scramble with a PGA player and an LPGA player. So like Nelly Corda is going to play with um, Tony Finau. If put her with Scheffler, it's over. Yeah. Well, put her with Finau. Put her with anyone, it's over because she's going to be the best girl Probably. in the tournament. Yeah. But yeah, that'll that'll Where's be. That gonna be? That's going to be late in the season. It replaced one of the other tournaments. I can't recall which one it was. So it's a PGA LPGA coalition here. Correct. They're gonna. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Looking forward to that one. Well, they're they're trying to promote the LPGA mm-hmm. because people still do not watch women's golf. They just don't. The Masters now has that women's amateur the week before the Masters, which mm-hmm. gets a lot of TV and a lot of publicity. But I still think people, uh, for whatever reason, just don't watch it. And people don't watch golf in general. Tiger's not sure. playing anymore. And as good as Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy and John Rahm are, Tiger's not playing. And when Tiger's not playing, the ratings take a dive. But you know what they're watching less than the PGA? Uh, I'm going to go – I'm going to guess you're going to say Major League Baseball. Live Tour. Oh, the Live Tour. <laughs> well, it's not on any. It's no, on the CW maybe? Nobody's watching it. Uh, all right, I'm going to go to the movies within the next few weeks here. Air. I haven't been to a movie theater since the pandemic. Hmm. But I got to see Air. The uh, story of Nike and yeah. how it became Nike and how it became aligned with Michael Jordan. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Viola Davis plays Michael Jordan's mom, who was instrumental in him. I mean, he was remember he was going to be an Adidas guy. Adidas mm-hmm. was the shoe back then, and his mom said, "No, we're going to go meet with these guys up in Oregon. We're going to go do that," and they did. And I heard this today: the smartest thing she ever did. They, they were going to give $250,000 to sign with Nike. She said, every pair of his shoes that sells, we're going to get a percentage of. Do you know how much Michael Jordan makes now every year? Bunch. $27 million every year. It's crazy. Just off shoes. Just off that percentage yeah. that he's getting from each sale of each pair of shoes. Yeah, I really want to see that movie, too. But there's um, Chris what's, Tucker. What's the other one with Woody Harrelson? Champions? Is that what it's called? Uh, with the, the Down Syndrome basketball I team? want to see that yeah. as well. yeah. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. Woody, Woody's going to be in a uh, Watergate thing on HBO coming up series that looks really funny about the guys that, that were the Watergate burglars. Well, I love Woody. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you not love Woody Harrelson? Same. I still didn't believe he could play basketball and white man can't jump. <laughs> but how do you not love Woody Harrelson? All right, USA and Japan tonight. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know where Lamar's going to end up. Tony Burke and I will discuss that a lot tomorrow. I think there's collusion. But it's hard to prove. Somebody's got to offer this guy a contract. Mm-hmm. I think he can play. I'm not sure. Cam Newton at Auburn today for their pro day. He wants. He says he's. there's not 32 quarterbacks better than him in the league. Okay. Good luck, Cam. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act.